Welcome back to the American Valor Podcast, where our goal is to share some stories of American Valor. My name is Nathaniel Cameron. My name is Tyler Buckholtz. And I'm Colin Kirk. Today, we are excited to release a very special conversation we recently had with baseball legend Tommy Lasorda. Mr. Lasorda is a Los Angeles Dodgers legend, leading the team to two World Series championships in his 20 years managing the team. He was inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 1997 and is considered Major League Baseball's goodwill ambassador across the world. You will hear Mr. Lasorda's incredible passion for the Los Angeles Dodgers, the military, and the United States of America. We are honored to welcome to the American Valor Podcast, National Baseball Hall of Famer, Mr. Tommy Lasorda. Thank you. While you were a minor league baseball player, you missed two seasons in 1946 and 1947 while serving in the Army. What was your experience in the Army? Well, my experience was in the Army. In fact, um, I, I made the last draft. And uh, I spent two years in the service, and I was proud to be part of it. I wore that uniform with a pride and dignity, just like I wore the Dodger uniform with great character and love. And uh, Bob Feller was a man who I knew him very well. I was so proud of him. He was so dedicated to the game of baseball. He, he, he'd do anything just to pass somebody and talk about baseball. I've had the privilege of being with him for many occasions. He's a wonderful, he was a wonderful guy, and he did so much for other people. He was a hero. He was a great American, and uh, couldn't ask for anything more because he's a straight, straight, wonderful man. So you had the privilege of serving our country in the Army, but you also got to represent our country in the 2000 Olympics. Uh, can you speak a little bit what it meant to uh, represent your country as a manager and not only represent the country, but take home the gold for the United States? Well, to tell you the truth, I, I was selected by the commissioner of baseball to manage the Olympic team. And I felt really proud that I was going to do something for my country. And I took a bunch of young players and stayed with them for a long time. We used to walk at night after, after dinner, talk baseball. We got the world of each other. They were proud that we represent the greatest country in the world. And I was part of that. And we, we played hard, we played great, and we did it for the United States of America. And that's, that's the thing. I'm, I'm managing World Series, All-Star Games, but to be able to, to do something for your country, I was so proud of that and proud that I was capable of doing something. So to further discuss your, your managerial career, one of the most iconic moments of your career and one of the most iconic home runs of all time is the Kirk Gibson home run in 1988. Um, he was thought to be so injured. He didn't even come onto the field for pregame ceremony um, and watching him walk up and swing. You could tell he was hurting. 
especially after his first swing. What was going through your mind at that point in the game? Well, before the game, he could not run, he could not play. And it was a tremendous loss because he meant so much to that team. And, uh, yeah, well, I, I thought, he, in fact, uh, he, was, he was wanting to go home because, he, you know, he's sitting there not being able to play was hard for him to do that. So he told myself, instead of sitting in the clubhouse, he'll sit in his home and watch the game. But I didn't allow him to go because I figured somewhere, somewhere I might have to use him. And the time came in the ninth inning when uh, he pinched it. When he walked out there, the fans were just uh, expressed their feelings. Uh, it was a thunderous round of applause. He was it's something that he will never forget in his life. And he couldn't run. He, he had to hobble up to hit. And when he did that, I figured, you know, he's got he's to get a base hit or he, he can go to first base and then I'd take him out. Instead, he surprised me and everybody else. He hit the ball out of the ballpark for a home run, and it won the Dodger game, and the Dodger won the World Series. And his, his ability and strength and knowledge played a right, vital role in that. He, he, would, he wanted to play so bad, but he could hardly even walk. And what happened was, after that, he was rewarded with the greatest thing that could ever happen to a player. He helped the Dodgers to win. Gibson was a tough guy to manage because he had his own ideas. And we got along very, very well. I appreciated what he was doing for me and what he was doing for the team and what he was doing for Dodgers. And even though he wasn't able to play in the playoffs, by golly, he was there ready to go. All he wanted to do was hit that ball and help us. What a way it turned out to be one of the greatest, greatest victories. And him being in the condition he was, and to hit the ball out of the book, I told him, I said, you're not going to run if you hit the ball out of the ballpark. <laughs> Just didn't even roll. <laughs> so uh, he, he wanted to go home and said he, he couldn't stand it, seeing us playing and him not being able to help the team. I said, no, nah, you better stick around. So he stayed. And then we set up in the ninth inning. I had a good setup, and they they pitched to Davis, but they didn't want him to do damage. So they they walked him, not knowing that Gibson was going to hit X. And then by he come out of the dugout. 
that I've never in my life heard or saw what the what that crowd did. I mean, I got goosebumps listening to the applause when he was announced. They knew he was hurt. They knew he wasn't going to play. And here he was with the game on the line. And by golly, he did it with the strength that he had in him. And I think if, even if he didn't hit and he had to run, he would have ran anyway. That's the kind of guy he was. And it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. It couldn't happen to a better ball club. And we went on to win the World Series. When you going back to the beginning of your coaching career, um, were you ever tempted to take a job elsewhere, or did you always know you're going to stay with the Dodgers and that's where you wanted to be? Well, I, well, I was offered by huge clubs who wanted to who wanted to sign me, but I couldn't do it. I just could not do it because I was a Dodger for many years. And I was hoping that I would be a Dodger for many more years. And I just turned all the offers down. And uh, everything worked out right. Montreal was one of the, one of the teams in, because I played there in the minor leagues. They were going to give me a beautiful contract. And I turned it down. My wife said, we don't want to go anywhere but with the Dodgers. I know, she told me, I know how much you love the Dodgers. You're not going anywhere but with the Dodgers. You belong to the Dodgers. They took you and you were not anything, and they made you a great, great manager. So you ain't going anywhere but with the Dodgers. And that's, that's the story. So turn it down. And I turned about four of them down and they gave me the opportunity to stay with the Dodgers and do what I did, what I had to do. Now, after 70 years I've been with the Dodgers, still with the Dodgers. Now, I'm hoping to reach 100. I'm 91 now, and I've got nine more years to reach the unbelievable era of a hundred years. Well, it certainly worked out for you. Um, I got to ask, what did it mean for you when the Dodgers retired your number two? <laughs> I was proud. I was proud alongside of the great players. I was, uh, I was uh, there. I, I served uh, my with the Dodgers there's nobody around that loved this, this organization more than I loved the Dodgers organization. I wanted to be with them until the rest of my life. So in 2000, you became the first manager to win both a World Series championship and an Olympic gold medal, going back to that. How do the two compare in terms of winning a World Series and winning a gold medal? Surprisingly, was greater coaching the Olympic team. See, I was doing this for my country. The country that I was born. The country that I loved. The country that I served in the military. 
So off of that, you were nominated for the Active Valor Award in 2014 um, alongside Nick Swisher and Senior Chief Petty Officer Carl Thompson. What does it mean to be associated with Bob Feller and his legacy as an American? Bob Feller was a great person. I'm glad. He was, he was really so nice to me. Mr. Lasorda, our final question for you is, what is the best piece of advice you have ever received, and what would you like our listeners to take away today? Well, that's a tough question to answer. I had so many friends, so many people. I was proud of the, 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 the presidents that were my friends, and uh, so I spent a lot of time with the presidents of the United States of America. And uh, for that outfit, for that picture that gave so much to the military and so much to baseball, Bob Feller, I was so proud of Bob Feller. The rapid Robert, I used to say pitch. He was tremendous. And you could see the battling. You could see the face on him, how he wanted to beat you. Well, Mr. Lasorda, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for taking time to join us today. We really appreciate it. Oh, I'm happy to do it, but I want you to make sure that the United States, the greatest country in the world, I did it for my country to still play in the Olympics, and we took the flag home with us, and it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me, it was to win those Olympics, because they thought Cuba, nobody could beat Cuba, 
we didn't feel that way. We felt like we could beat anybody. And I put that into our players. And that's what got us to the top on that very, very serious. So thank you for the opportunity to tell, tell the whole country. I'll never forget, Bob Feller his willingness to give to his country. It's, he was a great soldier, military man, and, and, and baseball was one of the greatest guys that ever played the game of baseball. Thank you, Mr. Lasorda, for sharing your incredible stories about your lifetime in baseball and the military, as well as your experience and love for Bob Feller. This episode of the American Valor podcast with Tommy Lasorda is brought to you by the Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation and sponsored by the Angels Touch Publishing Company, publisher of Walk of Heroes, Profiles of Valor. To receive your book about the 37 National Baseball Hall of Famers who served in World War II, see the link in our bio. The Bob Feller Foundation is proud to present our seventh annual awards ceremony on Thursday, November 14th, 2019 at the United States Navy Memorial in Washington, D.C. Seven recipients, including members of the National Baseball Hall of Fame, Major League Baseball, the United States Navy and Marine Corps, as well as a military child, will receive this year's Bob Feller Award. While seating is limited, we want you and your corporation, association, or club to have the opportunity to view this special event at a later time. This year, the Bob Feller Foundation is presenting remote hosting for our awards ceremony. As a remote host, your organization will build valuable recognition while providing a quality educational experience for colleagues and customers. Aligning with the Bob Feller Foundation will strengthen your brand image and position your company as a thought leader to clients and employees. To host your private 2019 Active Valor Awards Ceremony remote cast, or for more information, please contact Peter Fertig at 516-901-5969.